Hello and welcome to M&A Murders and Accusations, the good, the bad, and the ugly of selling your business. We dig into what you need to know and how not to kill the sell of your business. Now here's our host, Rick J. Krebs, Mergers and Acquisitions Advisor. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. This is Rick J. Krebs, the M&A Cowboy, coming to you from the mountains of Heber City, Utah. Beautiful day today. Today, we're going to talk about zingers. And what I mean by zingers is um, questions. They're questions that a buyer will ask that you were totally unprepared for. And um, I'm sharing this knowledge, which was shared with me, and we developed it kind of together, but I need to give credit to my friend Rich Christiansen on this as well. He's not here today, but uh, I need to give him credit. So let's picture something. Let's say that you're selling your business. You have a buyer who's very interested in in your business. You've had a phone call with them, and let's use the dating analogy, right? You've been on a first, second, third date, and uh, you're just about ready to get uh, proposed to. You're about ready to uh, put the ring on the finger and be committed the buyer decides to fly out and meet with you. And not only does the buyer come, but they bring their whole team. I have another podcast where we talk about the different personality types and different types of people that you're going to encounter. So on the team, you're going to see the visionary, the mover and shaker, the rhino. You're, they're going to bring their marketing people. And they're going to bring two or three, four. I've seen five or six people fly in at one time. And they also bring um, the methodical. And that's usually the accountant type. You know, I, I'm a CPA, so I can pick on them a little bit. But, uh, you know, the kind with the classes, it's kind of quiet and sits back there. But they're quiet, but they they bring a big sword. And so you've had a nice dinner and, uh, you know, spent 1500 bucks on a dinner the night before and all is great. And uh, now you're sitting down and um, you're having tea with tea and crumpets as the cat and the mouse. And the sellers are the mouse and the buyers are the cat. But as you're going through the questioning, the, the guy in the back, the little accountant guy, asks something like, uh, when we calculate your customer retention, we're coming up with 60%, and all of your numbers are showing a 92% customer retention. And boom, there it is. You don't know what to say. You haven't thought about it. You haven't looked at it. You're not aware of it. And um, they bring these people in kind of on purpose to start poking holes in things a little bit, but they're zingers. I mean, they'll ask those questions and you just panic. You're like, oh man, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go with this. And so today we're going to talk about how to answer zingers, how to handle zingers. I'm going to give you three ways to handle zingers. We're going to talk about each one and when it's appropriate to use the zinger. So they just asked that question, what do you do? So there's three ways to handle it. The first way is to escalate it. You throw your papers on the desk. You slam your book. Here we go. We're done. We're going home. High emotion. Highly volatile. And you pack up your stuff and leave. So that's a tactic that you can use. It's used in negotiation, right? It could be very powerful tactic in some instances. But remember, a business transaction on a sale is a marriage. It's not a divorce. So that is a tactic which I would use on a divorce. You felt like you had a little bit of power over the other party. You use that tactic to push them a little further. To say, I'm done. 
I'm finished. That works in, in real estate strategies sometimes. We had a transaction recently and our real estate agent, very experienced real estate agent was brought in to help uh, negotiate. He used that tactic and guess what happened? The buyer went away. I mean, you can't talk buyers into buying these businesses. They either want them or they don't. And if they feel like they have a highly emotional and hard to work with seller, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do the deal. And if they do, they're going to go into this transaction in a very harsh way and, and uh, they're going to feel like, you know, they got jilted and they're going to want some, they're going to want to get even. After the marriage, they're going to want to get even with you and, and, you know, it can get ugly. So I don't recommend doing that except in extreme circumstances where you're extremely cautious and uh, you've planned ahead where you're going with it. Don't let the emotion get in the way of answering zingers. So let's talk about a second way, and that is a wimpy way to answer it. So they say, okay, you know, our our calculation of EBITDA is off by 400000 from what your calculation of EBITDA is. Here's a low emotion and a weak way to handle that. You kind of stammer and go, um, yeah, you know what? Um, we've, we, uh, we've looked at your calculation and, uh, we've compared it to ours and, uh, yeah, you know what? You're, you're probably right. Okay. Can you feel the emotion in my voice? Can you feel the energy in that just in the conversation? So you go in very with wimpiness and weakness, handle that zinger and you just give it up, right? Problem with that is the, is the buyers of one. If they come in with the zinger, they let their little accountant go and, and drive the ship for a minute and, and he's running over people and causing problems and you just let him go. You've lost that negotiation. So here's a third way. We have an escalated way, highly emotional. We have a, the weak way, number two, and I'm going to give you a strong and smart way to handle zingers. So, someone asks that question. Well, our EBITDA calculation is coming up $400,000 less than what your EBITDA calculation is. And um, we're looking to change the price. And here's what you do. First thing you do is you pause. And it's uncomfortable. And so the first thing I want you to do whenever you get a zinger is I want you to pause and say nothing. And there's a power in the pause. There's power in not saying anything. And the person that is in the hot seat with power of the pause is the buyer. And so if you're not saying anything for a minute or two or five, even where it's uncomfortable, that's okay. That's going to put the energy back towards you and away from them. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to pause. You want to thoughtfully put your hands together with your fingers up and you think for a minute. And then you say, you know, we haven't looked at that, but we'll take a close look at it and, and we can compare numbers. But at this meeting, we really don't want to get out in the weeds on these things that aren't, aren't that important. What we really want to do is focus on where we can go. And we're going to focus on the vision and the strategy and, and what this merger or what this acquisition is going to do and how putting one plus one doesn't make two, it makes five. So I really don't want to get out in the weeds right now on, on things that uh, are unimportant. And, 
And I know that they're important to you, so we'll definitely have a chance to look at that. But uh, let's, let's table that and look at it a little bit later. Does that make sense? Okay, so see what you've done there. You've, you've acknowledged the concern, but you've not dealt with it. And you don't want to get in there where you're on defense all the time. And you, and you kind of push the accountant aside to say, you know what, he's kind of out in the weeds here, and, in, and he shouldn't have done that. And it's okay to tap him on the head a little bit, say, hey, Mr. Accountant, we understand that you feel like you're important and you're wielding the power of the pen here. We're going to deal with you a nice little puppy later on, right? We're going to focus on vision. We're going to focus on where this company's going and what the potential is because, you know, that 400000 or 40000 or $4, whatever it is, is really not that important in the whole scheme of things. And so you're going to just put him right back in his place. When you're dealing with these buyers and particularly the private equity guys, this is major league baseball. This is standing at the plate with the 90 mile an hour fast pitch that goes past you and you've, you've been in T-ball your whole life, right? And so they're going to throw these zingers at you and you're going to need a really good team and you're going to need to talk about what to do with your team. One thing that you can do also as you're going into these meetings and uh, you're feeling that maybe they are becoming contentious or maybe they're at an impasse, just call a timeout. You know what? Just say, hey, uh, I need to get me a drink and uh, let's take a 15-minute break. And what that does, by calling a timeout, what that allows you to do, it allows you to take the energy, the low energy of the room, go out, take a restroom bake, get at the drinking fountain, huddle up, maybe with your team, talk a little bit about your strategy moving forward. And then when you come back, everyone's refreshed, right? Everyone is uh, ready to talk again and the energy is better. You'll find that just taking a break for a few minutes and, and everyone needs a break. You know, we have these meetings sometimes and sometimes they'll go, you know, all day. And at the end of the meeting, your energy is just drained. So take periodic breaks. And when you get a zinger, don't be afraid to to just take a, a break and say, you know what, um, let's take a break and then we'll come back to you and uh, we'll hit on this topic. It's unnerving and it, it's emotional when you get those and you feel like, oh, we blew it. You know, I've, I've gone away from negotiations and, and meetings where we feel like, you know, they were never going to buy it and they did. But um, you've got to come up with some tactics with your advisors on how you handle zingers. Another way to handle zingers is to deflect you can say, you know what, uh, that metric is, to be honest, is, is one that we, we don't track. We don't see it as important. So if they're asking a question about a metric that you weren't prepared to see, you know what, that one is, is not important to us. But what is important is this, this, and this, right? And so you deflect it, and then you talk about what is most important, and, and you focus on growth. You focus on strategy. You focus on synergy. You focus on how this this marriage is going to be a great thing for both businesses, and you let go of the of the direct question and deflect it. The other thing you can do is you can deflect it to your broker. You can say, you know what, you're going to have to get to so-and-so about that one. Or another thing is we're going to have to get back to you. I would so much rather have a seller say, let's look at it and let's investigate it and get back to you than to throw out an answer that is incorrect or an answer that is just kind of off the cuff. It's perfectly fine to get back to him. In fact, it's preferable to get, preferential to get back to him later. 
at a later date and a later time after you've had a chance to breathe and settle and look at it. We sometimes feel like because there's a questions asked that we need to answer, and that's not the case. We don't always need to answer that immediately. And another tactic that, that we will sometimes use if the buyers become a little bit aggressive with their questioning is say, you know what, that's, that's a great question, and we plan to address that fully, or we plan to, to let you look at that document and to look at that a little deeper once, we're, once we've signed a letter of intent and we're in due diligence. So what that tactic does is that allows you, gives you some time, but it tells them that you're willing to work with them, but it pushes you toward the next step, which is a signed letter of intent. And it also nicely says, you know, um, we're not quite ready to go there yet. Again, using the dating example, you know, if the, if the date's asking to go inside the house with his date and she's not quite ready to do that, it's fine to say, you know what, let's do, come on in in another night. You know, I'm tired tonight. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. And by actually by taking it away, sometimes it makes them want the business more and want you more. Remember these things when you're, when you're handling zingers, three ways, escalate or weakness or whippiness, or you're going to be smart and strong. I would have a meeting before you have a buyer meeting and ask him, what are some of the zingers? What are some of our, some of our vulnerabilities that we may have that they may ask about? And how do we handle them? And, and it's role play. And I love role plays before phone calls and before buyer meetings where you talk about, well, how are you going to answer that? You know, and let the broker just shoot questions at you. And who's going to answer that? We're going to handle this in another podcast about how to prepare for a buyer meeting. But all of these things are great material for you to look at, to observe, and to practice on each other. You know, and it's okay to practice and beat each other up a little bit. I'd rather, I'd rather make the mistakes in practice than I would when it's the game, right? It's perfectly fine. Here's another, here's another way, uh, just looking at my notes here, another way to handle it strong and with emotion. And so uh, we had a company that didn't have any employees. They had all, empl- all independent contractors. And one of the zingers at the meeting was, why don't you have any employees? And the answer to that was not, uh, well, we don't know, but that the answer was we have chosen to hire independent contractors who bring specific skills, who actually work for themselves. So we find that they work harder. And uh, we found that that's a much better model than, than to have all W-2 employees. You see that answer? That answer is smart and it's strong doesn't have a lot of emotion, but it shows how you've thought out that question ahead of time and you know how to answer it. So with that, we're going to end the podcast for today. Thank you for tuning in. Rick J. Krebs coming to you. M&A, murders and accusations, the good, the bad, and the ugly of selling your business. Have a great day. Thank you for attending our podcast. We invite you to join us for future episodes of M&A, murders and accusations the good, the bad, and the ugly of selling your business. You can also visit us at www.bsalesgroup.com or email Rick directly at rick at bsalesgroup.com.